Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. Unfortunately, what you're about to hear is real. The members of this radio program are simply not that bright. Or what some people would call educated. They are merely stupid. They're not trying to offend anyone on purpose. And all have played doctors on TV. You have been warned and are cordially invited to join the party. This is the men's room. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Get, 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 get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville. The trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. This is the men's room with Miles and Thrill. You know what they say, shake your radio more than three times, and you're playing with it. You're listening to the men's room. And away we go. Welcome to season 19, episode number 4044. Along with Steve the Thrill Hill, the Ted Smith, and my cock. And you are in the men's room. I'll tell you today it's a Groundhog Day inspired. Bad Choice Friday. It's a Groundhog's Day inspired. It's a Groundhog's Day? Groundhog's Day. I thought it was just Groundhog Day. Groundhogs. It should be. Look, Parks and Tony Phil gets all the love, but all Groundhogs everywhere should be celebrated, I think. Yeah. Groundhogs Day inspired. Bad Choice Friday. Whistle Pigs Day. Return of Ted versus the FCC. Plus headlines. A men's room shout of the day. Fun with listener emails. And everyone's favorite. TV time with Ted. Click clack. Drinking and drunk. Here we go. Even a CBD store in the Miami airport still won't make your experience there suck less. Why a passenger at L.A. airport decided to jog down the runway? That is anyone's guess. We say in the friendly skies where a raven helped save the passenger's life. Man who owns a trucking company in China used tracking devices to keep tabs on Barney Fife. And a man flies a drone into a prison looking for his dog, stolen by a Romanian circus. <laughs> what? That is all coming on today's very special episode of The Men's Room. And now, here's the question. Hola, bitches. Good day to you and yours. And, of course, a happy positive Friday. Now, when you're a kid and someone brings up something legendary, 
It's things like Robin Hood or King Arthur, Lady Godiva, Atlantis. And if, and if a teacher brings up something that's epic, then they're usually talking about something like the Odyssey or Beowulf, right? But then when we hit our teens, teens, the terms legendary and epic, well, they start applying to people and things that are not heroic, but to people and things that are monumentally ridiculous. For example, former Major League Baseball pitcher, well, he's now legendary, not because he threw a no-hitter, but because he threw a no-hitter while tripping on acid. There's a guy in Alabama who earlier this month, he entered the pantheon of legendary after going to a Bass Pro Shop, stripping naked, and doing a nude cannonball into the store aquarium. And yeah, he got in trouble, but his audacity outweighed his punishment. And you might remember a guy named Steve Slater. Not Steve Slayton, but Steve Slater. He used to work as a flight attendant for JetBlue. But the day he quit, that's what elevated him to legend status. You see, his flight had just landed. He grabbed the intercom, announced to the passengers that he was quitting because of them, grabbed two beers from the beverage cart, deployed the emergency slide, slid down to the runway, and went the hell home. Epic stuff. And now we have a 50-year-old marathon runner from China. Now, in spite of running 26.2 miles in three and a half hours, he's been barred from future marathon competitions because dude chain smokes during the entire race. He lights one cigarette. Seriously, when he's about to butt out the other one, he lights up another one, and he does it for all 26.2 miles. The fact that he's a better athlete than the non-smokers has pissed them off. They don't want him in there. For me, that guy, my favorite marathon runner of all time. They don't have a picture of him while he's not smoking. It is unbelievable. I love this guy. But listen, we all have those people in our life. It might even be you who's done something so remarkably stupid or ridiculous or unexpected, whether it's good or bad. That becomes legendary. That becomes the story of them. And that is exactly what today's question is. We want to know, who do you know that did something so stupid it was legendary? To be a part of the big show, call 206-803-ROCK. You can like The Men's Room on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Men's Room Live, and send your emails to the men's room at KISW.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bachery rolls on. You're listening to The Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. 99.9. 
KISW. Hold the chills, away we go. Welcome to season 19, episode number 4044. What a large and in charge program we have for you today on this guaranteed uh, future repeat. A positive Friday positive. is for sure. Exciting return of Ted versus the FCC. We're going to give you another crack at uh, this listener submitted Ted versus the FCC, Ted. Uh, it's about Chuck who can't cut the chunky cut. And incontinent Kent. Mm, Kent mm. is incontinent? He is, which is a shame when that happens. I feel like something, something Robin would say to Batman. Another try, Ted versus the FCC coming up. What else do we have for you today? Yes, we will drink and toast in the weekend with a shout of the day that it's Bad Choice Friday time. You know it's Bad Choice Friday. It's Bad Choice Friday. You know it's Bad Choice Friday. Hey, man, this is your fault. Shame on. And today we have a Groundhog or Groundhog's Day inspired Bad Choice Friday. If you did not hear the exciting news, Puxatani Phil... The renowned groundhog who's been predicting when winter will end since 1887. Same groundhog. Says uh, things are about to warm up. Glad tidings on this groundhog day. Is that what he said? mm -hmm, An early spring is on the way. The proclamation was read out at Gobbler's Knob. (laughs) Gobbler's Knob. Yes. Elating a crowd of thousands of people who had weathered dark and cold to see this famous rodent. Masses of people came to Puxatawney, Pennsylvania to see the small town's famous groundhog perform his annual duty in person. Perform. He gets snatched out of the ground. They hold him up. Would you ever go to that? Like someone says, hey, yes, man. No. Yes, really? No. I'm with Mike. I've always wanted to go to Let's it. Go. Yeah. No. I, just, I mean, no. what else are you going to do in that town, I guess? It's just what time do I have to get up? Doesn't matter. You're going to grab yourself a stiff drink or something. You're going to get hammered out oh, in the cold. Yeah. I mean, those people are partying there. Oh, they are. Oh, yeah. And, okay. All right. That's right. right. my perspective. All right. All right. down okay. at 6 a.m. to see them pull a rodent out of a piece of wood. <laughs> I'm with Mike, man. I'm, I'm like taking a two-hour nap as I've been yeah. partying. And then you get up, get out, you bundle <laughs> right. up, you start drinking, you get ready to see that gopher. As you can imagine, uh, thousands of people gopher. showed up. Groundhog. 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 Come on, man. Woodchuck. Whatever. Go Whistle pig. Yeah. I'm going to see that rodent. But uh, even more visited online. They live streamed it uh, for people to watch uh, on their computers at home on average. Phil has gotten it right 30% of the time over the past 10 years. Some yeah. statistics say it as high as 39%. Hey, Phil. Hey. Depending. Not bad when you consider that he's a groundhog. Mm-hmm. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. They have been doing the uh, the research on this. How does Phil do when he does it? By the way, uh, there are some speculate that he is 39% accurate. Back to what you were saying, Mike, as far as uh, spring coming earlier. Is that two weeks? Is that six weeks? Is that four weeks? My and- whole point is that they say if he sees his shadow, then it's six more weeks of winter. That is a set time, six weeks. But then if he doesn't, like, they, like he did today, they're just saying early spring. That could be mm-hmm. five weeks and six days. It could be tomorrow. Right. right. Yep. Either way, just so you know, meteorologists get it right what percent of the time? You guys know national average? Meteorologists. National. I'll say the 39. National average of meteorologists in this country. I'm going to say they track with Poxitani Phil, and they get it right about 39. 39. For the real. The number is 39. <laughs> yeah. So if you think, you know, this is a gimmick. Uh, anyway. Either I, you need a college yeah. degree, or you need mm-hmm. to be a groundhog. <laughs> Groundhogs are also known as... Woodchucks, All right. land beavers, whistle pigs, or red monks. They were drafted into service for this day when Europeans realized the hibernating animal that they associated with spring's arrival in the old country. In other words, when things would begin to warm up or whatever the deal was, they just waited for those uh, animals to appear. 
And they can say, all right, start planting your right. thing or yeah. whatever we're going to do. The animals are, are, are done hibernating, thus they believe. Did they use the old whistle pig or the red monk, or did they have their own European, like a uh, what, hedgehog or something? It was, it was not a ceremony. It was an observation of when you saw these okay. animals. So when they got out of their hibernating nests in the ground or whatever and started to appear, then based on the time frame from whenever they, okay. they, right. they judged that date, then they knew whether it was going to be a, a more cold or things are warming up because the animals are coming out. So you get to like March and, and you haven't seen one yet. You, you know you're stuck. Then in theory, shouldn't we just leave Phil alone? Yeah. Like yep. when Phil pops up, we know spring's on its way. But however, they say, although this is such an incredible celebration that happens uh, every year in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, there will be no Groundhog Day joy in Milltown, New Jersey again this year. Where the oh Staten Island Chuck, where Milltown Mel, no uh, Milltown Mel, I guess, Come on, Ted. Uh, died before he could make his prediction in 2022. <laughs> the town's efforts to replace him have run into legal snags. Oh, he's cold, all right. They have been uh, having a very hard time coming up with uh, a place to find another Milltown Mel. Uh, someone here just says the state of Georgia has a groundhog name, General Beauregard Lee, that also predicts the weather on groundhogs. Day. Okay. How many of these groundhogs he said, are He in says service? a lot of stuff, though. I think he does. Yes. He's so, old-fashioned. What do we know? Yeah. <laughs> what is one of the most iconic things in the world as far as Groundhog Day is concerned, in a cultural perspective? That would be the iconic movie Groundhog Day, oh. starring Bill Murray, who had a birthday yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Is yeah. Right? Okay. So, Bill Murray, Groundhog Day, we all know that. One of the more prominent tunes in that film, that would be Sonny and Cher. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no He doesn't sound much different than Bob Dylan. That's a lie. There is no hill or mountain he can't climb because that's where he died. What? Oh, yeah, on a mountain. Yeah, Sonny Bonham. He was skiing, dude. He never that story. Smacked into a tree, dude. Yeah. He never heeded the advice of George of the Jungle. There is a mountain that he cannot climb. I believe it exists in Tahoe or somewhere. <laughs> Sonny and Sherry, and I got you, babe. Take it on Kenny Loggins. You know why. <laughs> They might have to do some additional research. Someone say, didn't Phil get dropped and die one year? Uh, he did get dropped. I don't know if he passed off. I do believe maybe he did. He might have succumbed to his injury. I, know I, I think Island, that's right. Staten Island Chuck. Chuck, he bit Mayor de Blasio of New York. I remember that one. I'm pretty sure they dropped him. Did <laughs> <laughs> he dropped him or like dropped him from the ceremonies? I think both. Okay. I don't know that Staten Island Chuck exists anymore. Yeah. I mean, look, I think every I sh city should have one. Right. Staten Island Chuck ain't around no more. Kenny Loggins and uh, I'm all right. Obviously, from the iconic movie Caddyshack, we know it's a gopher. Uh, close enough. Either yeah, way. Close. There's not a Come whole on. lot of groundhogs. Exactly. That's what he wants to do. Sonny and Sharon, I got you, babe. Check out on Kenny Loggins and um, I'm all right. Vote now if you follow us on Twitter. Add Men's Room Live. Will it be Kenny or Sonny and Sharon? Oh, now we'll find out right after we drink a toast with a shot of the day into the world. Oh, no. Staten Island Chuck's still thriving. He said early spring today, too. Right. He did. Yeah. Do you have any other groundhog updates? So Basically, we know about Beauregard. We know Staten Island other, Chuck. We know Poxitani Phil. Look, are there more? All they're saying, it depends geographically. It's been cloudy on the East Coast. Sure. It's been raining. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the day before, you could probably get a pretty good idea of what's going to happen the next day just based on your on your forecast. No, I think you should rely heavily on woodchucks for all things. Okay. Marital advice. Yeah. Anything. I want to start one in Seattle. All right. Uh, let's see. Connecticut, you got Scramble the Duck. 
It's a duck. Yeah. How do ducks get involved in this? It's called Groundhog's Day, man. Don't appropriate. Well, listen, they say handlers of uh, the most infamous duck believe they have the most accurate weather predicting groundhog alternative on the planet. Groundhog alternative. The duck. Yeah, there's a few of them. Uh, I'm going to start Ollie the Orca. Ollie the Orca. Yep. And if he breaches, I don't know. We got to figure out how he says. Hey, you got to figure this out. He's got a breach. Put a lot of pressure on this guy. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, look. I'm sure we could just get a dude in an orca costume. <laughs> uh, that's when he not... comes out, he's like early winter. That's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> he's like smoking a cig. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Throw a squid out of a piece of glass if it sticks. <laughs> Early spring. Pizza. Yeah, Miles, there's something we could do here in the Seattle area. Sunny right? the salmon. Oh, just throw somebody in the pool at SeaWorld and see if it kills him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's dead. Six more weeks. That's right. Thank you, Tillicum. <laughs> what are the things on top of Mount Rainier? Mermont? Mermonts? Mer- uh, marmots. 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 Mm-hmm. Marty the Marmot. <laughs> hey! Man. Me, Marty! Marty, have you been doing coke? <laughs> yes, he had. Yeah. There's a lot of snow up there, too. Yeah. Ton of snow. It's all cocaine. Yeah. Marty's trying to hook up with my girl. Today we're going to talk about uh, people and uh, situations that people have been in that were maybe stupid, idiotic. Maybe they weren't, but either way, they ended up uh, earning someone legendary status. The story you say, uh, Steve, that you would tell about this man, uh, this woman, to the day that they died. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. We'll start down under in Australia, and a man has escaped and avoided jail time for visiting a Hungry Jack's. Do you guys know what a Hungry Jack's is? The Burger King of Australia. Is it like Jack in the Box? It's Burger King in Australia. I mean, down to the sign, down to the logo, down to the menu. What do they call it? Is it like just a trademark thing? I am not sure. They call it Hungry Jack's. There might have already been an Australian Burger King. Yeah, maybe so. But he goes to the drive-thru at Hungry Jack's with a visible erection after claiming he was suffering from the effects of, quote, super Viagra. Now, David Richardson, he pleaded guilty last week in court and was given a good behavior bond. He admitted what he did. He said he had an erection. Yeah. Richardson's lawyer told the court his client had taken the substance known as Pitbull Super, which is a super Viagra. The substance contains not one, not two, not three, but four actual erectile dysfunction medications. All in one pill? All in one pill. Good Lord, man. So this thing is, in fact, a super pill. Uh, It promises on the packet to give a man an erection that lasts for days. It has the desired effect, uh, he noted. After enjoying his time with a number of young ladies over a two-day period... 51-year-old Richardson, who was, yes, involved with an orgy, reportedly remained rigid. And when his penis began to split, oh, he started to panic. So That's a good time to panic. At the same time, he was starving. So he went for food. Wait, now, his penis is splitting, but he's still like, but I'm going to get a bite to eat. He needs to get some food. He's and hungry, dude. He's hungry. That's yeah. real hungry. Yeah. So he goes for food, and uh, the lawyer explained that Richardson's genitals were too sensitive to wear shorts or any pants. So he draped a towel over the affected area and went through the drive-thru of the Hungry Jacks, as they say, the home of the Whopper. (laughs) News reports uh, that the situation was then witnessed by the 16-year-old worker who was reduced to tears by the experience who was working the drive-thru. Now, Richardson did speak to the Daily Mail himself in the wake of his sentencing, told the paper he had no intention of exposing himself. 
The pill, it is way too strong. I had never taken it before. I'm surprised, to be honest, I cannot believe this stuff is legal to sell. Also, I was in a lot of pain. I will never do that drug again. I wasn't trying to flash myself at anyone. I just wanted to grab a burger <laughs> and then go home and ice myself down. Richardson claimed it took several days to recover from the effects of the Super Viagra. But either way, he avoided jail time just basically by going in there and saying, yes, I was involved in a two-day orgy. Mm -hmm. I had sex with multiple women. I took a Super Viagra. I had no idea what the effects would be. After two days, I got hungry. But my thing was so swollen and sore, I couldn't put pants on. But I still wanted something to eat, so I draped a towel over my waist, and I went through the drive-thru, didn't want to walk in, right. of the Hungry Understood. Jacks, where, unfortunately, the woman who was working the window uh, saw that I was visibly excited, and it really affected her. At that point, you're not even excited. It's just, I can't do anything about this. Yes, but that, that story right there, that's... If that guy were coming to your home for Thanksgiving and nobody knew who this guy was, yeah, this is the story that you tell these people about the man who's coming over to share the holiday dinner with you and your family. Just you the fact that even the cops in the court were like, Dude, we get it. Charges are dropped. He could have done a little better than just a towel draped over it like a doggone puppet. What would you have done? I mean, the guy said Put it, a it bag or something like that over it, dude. Now, like, isn't that more obvious? Wouldn't that make it worse? Don't care if it's obvious. The fact that the towel, like, still has shape to it, man. You're just pitching a tent in your car out there. Like, nah, do something to cover. There's ways that you cannot expose yourself here. It's I mean, not look, that she saw his penis. She just saw the towel, and clearly he was excited. Right. I mean, there's nothing you can do if it's not going to go anywhere, man. Do you not remember your teen years? You can tell. Please do not call me tell, to write on the board yeah, right now. No, tell. but I think what Mike is just saying is, I don't know. You could just kind of fold, like, kind of <laughs> sloppily put together a sweatshirt, kind of put Correct. it over top of it. There's, there's better ways to hide this. Hey, man, he didn't get in trouble. I, so he did just enough. Right, and we also don't. He know had what, a multi-day orgy. We also, also don't know what this guy's packing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, also, yeah, I just don't think he did all that he could to, to get that thing covered. I think well, he, the court system thought he did. Yeah, fair enough. But fair obviously enough. he didn't because the woman working the drive-thru did. I think he did this partly for the yucks. <sighs> to a degree. Like, obviously he didn't I want to expose himself. I don't think so because it lasted two more days. Yeah, he ended fair. up going to the hospital after this. So, you know, I, this yeah. was not his intent. He, I really, no. truly, he didn't take this. To, let me do this. Get a real big one. Oh no! Go through the drive. -thru. I didn't think that any of this, <laughs> any of it, was intentional. I just don't. I think he purposely didn't do everything that he could to make it quite less obvious. Maybe now it looks like a magic trick. You Ta -da! think, you, you, think yeah. you want to be in the paper for this? You think you want to be in the paper? <laughs> yes. Right. This is this is the goal to a degree. Right. Okay. I think he's doing it for the yucks. I was. I think he was hoping for a dude to be like, ah, but that didn't happen. Who do you know that did something so stupid it became legendary? 206-803-ROCK. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The shenanigans continue. This is the Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. My question, who do you know that did something so stupid it was legendary? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Osh. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola. 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 
Big women and vodka, bitches. Hell yeah. yeah. Positive Friday. <laughs> Good. Hey, uh, quick two shout-outs RIP to Apollo Creed. Yeah, man, we saw that earlier. It just, it yeah. kills me. Carl Weathers died. It was yesterday, I believe. They said he died yeah. peacefully in his sleep. And as far as I know, and we don't know a lot, but there was no medical complications leading no. up to it or anything It wasn't else. very old. Yeah. No, no. And then uh quick shout-out to the uh, foul balls who I had the uh, pleasure of competing against about 25 years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago, brother. The mm-hmm. finest collection of athletes I've ever uh, <laughs> had the uh, ability to play against. Yeah, yeah. We know wow. you're lying. So you were hammered. <laughs> so uh, back in the day when I wore a younger man's clothes, uh, me and my boys used to go up to Canada because we could legally get into the bars up there. And we had a buddy, Dave, uh, who wasn't too bright to begin with. And then when you factor in substances and alcohol, uh, he got even dumber. Yeah, yeah. So coming back from Canada, he was convinced because he was an American and he was coming back to America that he did not have to stop at the border. But he just tried to drive through? He bombed right through the border. <laughs> was he was got, he messed up at this time? Uh, yes. Oh, that's not good. Even better. Okay. So, so this is like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. He goes bombing through the Canadian border, coming back into the States. Now, wait, are you in he the is, car with him? No, he was with his girlfriend. There was probably, there was about 20 of us that went up there, and we're all in different cars. He was with his girlfriend. Okay. And so he bombs through and gets stopped, like, I don't even think he got, maybe like four or five blocks before there's eight, like, Border Patrol agents that pulled him over. And he was a little, he, he wasn't feeling too good the next day. Now, does he get arrested, or, or what is the conversation they have with this idiot? So, he gets arrested. He gets pulled over. Uh, he calls one of our other buddies' dads, and he has to drive up there and vouch for him, deal with them, and then probably about four or five year, uh, hours later, uh, they're able to just kind of release him. Basically, they told him, don't ever come back up here again. So how do you vouch for him? <laughs> Say, look, I've known this guy. He's exactly as stupid as you think he is. So our buddy's dad that went up there is as best as I can describe it. He's kind of like a red foreman type. Okay. All right. There's no nonsense. Show. Yeah. He just basically went up there and he's kind of an ordinary old cuss. Uh, he went up there, talked to them and just said, hey, we know what's going on. Obviously, he's intoxicated. Obviously, he's 19 years old. Obviously, he's an idiot. Uh, did he, I mean, at that point in time, I, I don't know what year this is, but did, did he get arrested for a so DUI this, as well? This would have been in, like, 97. Okay, did he get a DUI? No. See, that would blow... That, okay, right there. Because they'd rather not... At that so point... We're, we're, yeah, we're talking about, like, 25, 30 years ago. Okay, now, yeah, who, still, is it, who is it that grabs him? Is it both U.S. and Canadian Border Patrol, no, or is it just one US. country or the other? It was the U.S. Border Patrol because it was on this side of okay. the United States border. Right. Well, I can tell you this. Not that you do that at any border, but it is a, a different, much different experience going into Canada than it is to coming back home.
As far as going what, anywhere is different than coming back. It, it's, anywhere. It's, Mexico, it's, Canada, England, Ireland, anywhere I have come back. And my passport is a U.S. passport. I am back on U.S. soil. And they'll say, like, what is your business here? Like, brother, I live here. My business is, like, this is where my family is. I go to school. I got a job. I mean, like, I, I don't have business here other than my life. My business was the vacation I just went on when I left. And they pretty much, mm-hmm. like, if I go to Mexico, and I always get the same guy. I get the same guy every single time we fly to Mexico. It says, angry, bald dude. He's got a solo stash. He does not smile, or he just doesn't like me. I don't know, but it, it does not matter. Somehow I end up in his line. So the only stamp I have in Mexico in my passport is from this guy. It has his number on it. And he still goes to the same thing every time. And I get it. He doesn't remember me, but they look at the picture. He looks at me, and he's real slow and deliberate and flips through each page of the passport to see where you've been. Then he'll see the Mexican stamp on there, realize it's his number, and it's almost like he doubts himself for a moment. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I know the stamp you're looking at is your stamp because you're the same guy I see every freaking time I get here. And he looks down at that, looks at the stamp, looks back at me, and the whole time it's dead silent in your mean mug, but they don't prevent you from coming in. It's just an yeah. awkward 45 seconds, right? Go there for a week, have a fine time. Fly back to the States, where I live, U.S. passport. It's all stamped. Everything's on the level. And, I mean, it's 20 minutes of questions. You're like, oh, my God, man. What do you mean, where am I going? You see that I'm from Seattle. My connection's to Seattle. There's no other connecting flight. Like, I don't know how to answer your questions, because now I'm starting to think you're stupid. But I can't say that. That's amazing. Like, I live here. What's who, your business? Uh, who do you know that did something so stupid it became legendary? 206-803-ROCK. I, the, the thing I noticed first time I left the country and went to London, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, going to London, there's a lot of security. That's a, one of the world's biggest cities. Sure. And their sound's tougher. Border force. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but they're real nice. And, like, I don't know how to explain. Like, they're doing the same job. Exactly. It's like, even when I was flying back, right? Like, they have dudes walking up and down the line, kind of. But they kind of joke with you. But they're just trying to see... Right, if you and that's all it is. You got to figure out if somebody's acting strange or whatever, right? When, when, like we were leaving Munich, right? That guy just goes, "Who's your favorite player?" I was like, "Uh, I'm with DK Metcalf." Right, right, because they could tell like normal nervousness. But as soon as we got back to SeaTac, man, the state when you're in the states, it's just screaming, "Pull this out, get this!" Out. It's like I don't understand the difference. Right, like we don't have, like we're not. I'm not in the military. Right, like everybody, chill out. Like I was just over there in the one of the biggest airports in the world, Heathrow. And they weren't screaming at us. No. They just got us to go through. It's and annoying. we've been on a plane for nine hours. You know who wants to scream? We do. And I get it. People get frustrated. And I'm sure the people work in border control, they're frustrated, too, because people forget to take stuff out. I was just, I don't know. It was a log flight. I was very tired. I just wanted to be like, can you stop screaming at me? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> who do you know that did something so stupid? It was legendary. 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Braun. Welcome to the men's room. Hello, Braun. And he's gone. Oh, he's hold on. Braun isn't gone. He's on, yeah, he's just got us on speaker. Watch, watching a little Coco Melon over there? Uh, yeah, yeah. I got, I'm, I'm sitting here with my son. Yeah. Wait, he's watching what now? Coco Melon. It's, 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 it's big for kids right now. Ah, okay. I'm glad I don't know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Have a positive Friday, y'all. Yeah, positive, positive Friday. Friday. Positive Friday. So, uh... I am the legend, but I wouldn't necessarily call it stupid what I did because it made me legendary. Mind you, it was 2001, and yes, it was San Francisco, but you could still get busted for smoking weed and having pot back then, even in Cali. So 
being from San Francisco, being a native, I've never been to Alcatraz. I had two friends come to town. They want to go to Alcatraz. They're like, sweet, let's go to Alcatraz. Also, the same day, I went to a, my first Raider game, night game. That was awesome. We lost, but it was still awesome. But uh, so took the tour, walking around the island, heading back to the ferry, and decided to break away from the crowd when I had the chance and facing the city, went down, sat on one of the rocks, kind of hid, sat on up, and smoked a bowl on Alcatraz facing my city. And I was just like, this is one of the most epic things I've ever done. I'm going to tell everybody, no one's going to believe me, because they're going to be like, you didn't, you didn't smoke a bowl on Alcatraz. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I'm taking that to the grave. Yes, I did. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. I'm impressed that you think they got cameras everywhere, even when it doesn't look like there should be cameras there. Mm -hmm. And they got cameras everywhere. Miles was just asking me about it yesterday. I've been there twice now. Uh, we took our kids last April, August. Took the kids in August. And uh, it's funny. My, so my daughter, here's the problem with my daughter. It's not a problem. It's actually a good thing unless you're impatient, which I am. If you take her to a museum or take her somewhere like Alcatraz, as you'd expect, you know, they have pictures of things. There's a plaque that explains what you're seeing. She reads everything. Every single one of them. So by the time you leave, I mean, she is full of knowledge, but like you're not getting through quickly and there's nothing you can do to stop her. And I go like, this isn't the worst thing, you know, that she wants to learn more. But Jesus, man, we're on a time limit. My son, on the other hand, we're walking around Alcatraz. And we're doing, uh, it's not a guided, it's like an audio guided tour. So you got these headphones on and it's actually worth doing. But at one point they tell you to step into a cell, right? So like this was cell, so and so, step inside, you can see the dimensions. I almost had to shove his ass in there. I see he's just shaking his head. I said, no, no, dude, just step into the cell. He's like, no. no. Said, they don't lock you in, man. Like, you're not convicted of anything. Just step into the cell. He stepped in for like one second, got a look, stepped out. But you could see it just hit him. And I looked at him and I said, man, that's where you spend your time when you really, really F up in life. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's the truth yep. of it. So, like, you're going to do some dumb things in your life. Make sure it's not so bad that you end up there. And I mean, it, it's almost like scared straight. It scared oh, yeah. the hell out of him. Who do you know that did something so stupid it was legendary? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Bo. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, biatches. Hola. So this is quite a few years ago. I was a pipe fitter apprentice at the time, um, and I had this boss. I did not like the guy. Um, he's standing over there, and uh, I'm sitting down. He's eating uh, some cottage cheese. Well, this guy's got a big belly. And so I'm like, I'm going to razz him a little bit. I go, hey, hey, so-and-so, uh, when's the last time you saw your junk? And he gets really mad, and he turns around, and he flings some of the cottage cheese at me and hits me with it. I'm like, man. Where, I'm where did he hit you? Guy. Where did he land? Right in the neck. Like, <laughs> Good job. Dude, I'm like, man, he could have hit me anywhere else in the face or neck, and it was like, this is, I'm, I'm angry, right? Even though I'm the one that started the whole thing. So... This, you know, this couple weeks go by, and I'm like, man, I'm going to get this guy. So they decide one day to bring in donuts. And I'm like, man, I pick, you know, I pick my donut. I just happened to pick the uh, cream-filled donut. And I'm like, you know, I get down, I'm eating it, and I get down to the last bite. And I open it up, kind of sunny side up, and I'm thinking, man, I'm going to fling this thing at him. <laughs> and two of my buddies are sitting there, and they're like, dude, kind of looking at me like, you need to do this. And one of my buddies goes, do it. And the other one goes, no bees. And I fling this thing like good 12 feet, and it hits him square in the face. <laughs> like on the cheek, like runs, falls down, 
everybody's just dying laughing. And my other buddy takes a picture of it. So this picture now goes viral throughout our local because I'm, you know, a pipe fitter at Local 26 now that everybody knows. Um, <laughs> and, man, this thing is like goes on for years. You know, a couple years later, I'm a, I'm a pipe fitter like a, a teacher at the hall. I'm teaching like rigging for cranes and stuff like that. And I walk in the classroom and, and these guys are standing in the back and like, yeah, it was him. And I'm like, what was me? And I turn around and, and it's all a couple of my, you know, my apprentices at the time. And they're like, he's the guy that threw the donut at so-and-so. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, you did the donut. And they're like, yeah, that's awesome, man. Cause they hate the guy too. <laughs> you know, so this is a generational hate thing. With, okay. Uh, me and so-and-so. Well, sounds like you got him back pretty good, though. I got him pretty good. And how many days did you say between him hitting you with the cottage cheese and you hitting him with the donut? This about a week and a half, two weeks later. I just, man, it was, I was just waiting. I'm like, I'm going to do something to him. And it just, it just hit me at that moment. Okay, I got to do this. This has to be done, you know. So. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. Especially when everyone supports your decision. Yeah. Like, good. You hit his ass with a donut. Sounds like it was mutual. You ever been in a food fight, like, in uh, like in school? I know we had two uh, in junior high school. Not in a food fight. I have yeah. seen food being used and thrown at people, but not an all-out. Everybody jumps in. I know. We had, we had two. One in seventh grade, one in eighth grade. And and, I, and looking back, I get it. But I remember, you know, the, the following morning, they do, like, the principal announcements when I were piping into the classrooms. They were so angry at our class for this food fight, right? So in seventh grade, we all kind of got in trouble. Parents heard about it, but they were just like, God, come on, man. Like, nobody got suspended, nothing like mm -hmm. that, because it was a free-for-all. So we all pass. We all go to eighth grade, and I just remember Kurt Lida was the guy's name. And we all remember the food fight. We'd only been in school maybe three days deep at this point, and he's just like, we got to do it, man. We got to do it, and it just happened again. And this but the principal shame, the shame, lost the shame is his so mind. It's always, it's, it's back to uh, kids that are starving. You know, the, the idea of not cleaning your plate in that era. The sure. idea of you needed to eat everything. It's not so, that. The teachers and everybody don't want to clean it up. No, they don't want to clean it up. But I'm worried about kids in other countries. Yeah, they I, really I, were not at that no, point. I, I'm, I'm just talking about the fact that, like, what your parents would say to you. Because I remember throwing hot dogs at my brother across the table, you know, just because it was funny. Like, <laughs> those little pieces. Funny. Yeah. And, and I hit him in the forehead. And my mom, that was, that was, that was her line. Like, you know... Food is not to be played with. Right, there's people there's starving. People who don't even... What country did they yeah. use for you? For Africa, me... The continent. I always heard India. I heard continent. people starving Africa, in India. Africa. Then it went to China. Then it was like, there's just people starving in the world. I only got one food fight with my brother. I don't know what it was. I was eating Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios. And he was sitting across from me. So I kind of put my finger on the edge of the spoon like, I'm going to fling the spoonful. And he said, I dare you. So I'm like, F it, I did. Tablespoon of Cheerios hits him in the face. Homeboy stuck his entire hand in my bowl of Cheerios, man. Launched back and hits me with it, and it was on. I mean, there was milk and Cheerios <laughs> everywhere. But my parents weren't home during the summer. No big deal. We clean up. We're kind of laughing about it. I don't know what it is about parents, but, man, my dad gets home. And I swear, like, he had just walked into the kitchen, and somehow he can spot the one Cheerio. They were, what is our wet-ass Cheerio sitting over there? Uh, what, you guys throw it at each other? Like, somehow he pieced it all mm -hmm. together. There is no other reason that wet-ass Cheerio. So we ended up getting in trouble. And we're like, dude, we weren't even, like, fighting. We were having fun. We cleaned up. There's one soggy Cheerio under the table. You saw it, and now we're in trouble. Yeah, Chris and I got into it once. We were, I was throwing chicken at him. <laughs> but the best one was my... Bone-in? It was bone-in. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was one of those six. Uh, it was out in the front street, too. Real classy. You Not were white outside. Trash. 
Yes, because it was just me, my brother, and my dad. I don't know where my sister and mom were. And he was like, eh, if you guys want to fight, go ahead. And he was like, you know, your brother's seven years older, but go ahead. Just go out front. So I still had my plate of chicken. So as soon as we got out there, threw the chicken out. <laughs> I like that you walked outside with a plate of chicken. Yeah, well, you, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm like, like, would you leave the chicken inside? Because I'm like 12 or 13. Oh. I don't know if I've ever been this angry in my life. Like, I'm ready to go, right? And it's kind of like... Like little boys always challenge your dad at a certain sure. point, but if you have an older brother, oh, mm-hmm. I don't I, right like like at a certain point, like I, I got to challenge him. So I've decided this is the day to go for it. So we go out there, throw the chicken. He kind of where'd you hit him with it? Uh, in the back, <laughs> super classy. You uh, sucker punch him with chicken, basically. I just I was just angry, just <laughs> threw it, and then he turned around and grabbed me. We kind of wrestled in the yard. And then the must, neighbors must have come out. My dad was like, all right, all right, stop, stop, stop. Get in the house. <laughs> then we went downstairs. And I remember cursing. Well, the dad seems fine. I remember cursing at him. And he was like, oh, you think you're old because you curse. And I mean, he had me yoked up against this wall. But the best one was my buddy Josh was going to uh, York College. All right. So a bunch of us go up there. But it's like a, a weird night, like Wednesday or Thursday, right? Like everybody's not out partying. So the house has like 10 dudes living in it. They have a foosball table. Me and my buddy smoke Josh and his friend. It's their house. They're pissed. So they come around the corner with cold spaghetti. And it, I mean, they're just launching spaghetti. Somebody broke out eggs. And I remember two of his roommates just came down. And I mean, it was like a parent. What the F are you guys doing? Like, blah, you better clean it all up. And I remember Josh, who's like blacked out drunk. I mean, granted, we're 20. Sure. He's like, oh, I'll clean it up. And I mean, we bounced. I don't know who cleaned it up. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> right. Who do you know that did something so stupid it became legendary? 206-803-ROCK. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 